Welcome to the Listen, Talk, Heal podcast, where we talk with members of the University of Toronto community about their experiences during the pandemic and how we as a community can recover together. I'm Kim Lin, a fourth year undergraduate student studying computer science, statistics, and psychology. And I'm Tony, a recent U of T graduate who studied mathematics, cognitive sciences, and statistics, and we are your co-hosts. I think we don't have much time left, but I would still like to have you talk about the ISSC. Yes, with pleasure. So how did, how did that, like, how did that get started and why, like, why? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I have this really vivid memory of sitting, we have, so I live in a a unit kind of close to the university, but it's just like one floor of a bigger place. And we've got this kind of little balcony thing on it that sometimes my partner and I pretend that we're like, you know, being kind of cool and sit out and have a coffee on the balcony and read the newspaper. Doesn't happen as much as I'd like it to, but imagine that that's the kind of life I lead. But the thing is, I have this memory of sitting there the one time that we actually did this and reading an article about economic scarring, this idea that students graduating into recessions like the Great Recession um, or what's being caused by a pandemic could have the economic effects of that linger for many years afterwards and might never really reach full sort of um, income parity with equivalent students who sort of got lucky and graduated a few years earlier or a few years later. And that was just, that was a lot. Like, that was like a, oh, the kind of responsibility we have as as your professors, as your instructors, as the people who get to try to launch you out into the world for whatever your next steps are. I felt like we had a real potential ability to create some community, but also try to put some support or some reflections and skills building, give people just some space to maybe do some things that could help them overcome some of that. That's not a research-based thing. This was more just this visceral, like, I want to do something. And this is maybe a something I could do. So I used to organize a lot of events for charities I worked for or for jobs I had. And so coming up with like fun or silly events or ways to build community, or I have all these resources bookmarked that I find really interesting that I can't really share in the class because they're not really relevant. Let's create a space to do that and just to check in on each other Because at that time, so this was sort of just at the end of that winter 2020 semester, all my students had like hustled to get home to different parts of the world. We've got such an incredibly diverse student body, but that it means when everyone has to go to a home, that's across the entire world, across all these different time zones. And I was hearing from some students that it was, they were just getting yanked away and back home. And I mean, home is important but you're suddenly so disconnected from this other part of your identity and your experience, this student, this world, this department. Um, And so yeah, trying to find a way to bridge that and share some of the stuff that I thought was really cool or that had helped me think about my professional practice better with that eye to helping students who might have to go interview on Zoom for the first time or who might be starting their first day at the job from like slack in the corner of somewhere, you know? So yeah, it was it was a pretty quick response. I was so delighted with the response from my colleagues. Like I kind of tentatively brought it up in a meeting. We were meeting about something else. I was like, so guys, I had this kind of idea. It's a little, it's a little crazy, a little out there maybe. 
Um, and just the kind of people I work with are so great because there was just this instantaneous recognition of the value and how to make that a better idea. And not only will we make it a better idea, we'll walk right beside you and get it done. Let's make this happen for our students. So our career services, our mentorship folk, um, some of our other teaching screen profs who were really keen. It was like, honestly, for my own sanity, an amazing thing to work with that group of professionals, but also to work with our students and get to stay connected to students through this time and not just be alone in my room and not have you guys just be alone in yours. Uh, so yeah, that was a, a, a awesome privilege to get to be in that position to do something like that and then see it sort of succeed in the way that it did. We've done it again this summer, a little bit smaller. Honestly, everyone's tired of being online. So figuring out how we keep going, how we keep honoring community and sort of that extracurricular fun of stats, that's definitely something we still want some feedback on and are thinking about. But yeah, it's, it's been nice to sort of have this, this space to connect and provide opportunity while we're so disconnected in other ways. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so what are like some of the outcomes of the community? Like, mm, yeah. So the kind of fun thing that's really different from planning a course is you could sort of say the outcomes are whatever you guys want it to be. Like there was no failure, right? There was whatever you wanted to do was the right thing to want to do. From our perspective, we wanted to provide sort of resources and supports in these three areas. One under sort of career preparedness, so some of that more professional side of being a statistician. One under portfolio building, because a lot of the time, just as you were saying, Kim Lynn, about like the 303 project, it's like even just coming up with an idea for an independent project, let alone making the time to be able to go through with it can be really hard. But until you've had that first employment experience, how do you get experience if no one's going to give you experience? And so having some ideas around how you might come up with a project or how you might do some mini projects to get a taste for things and how you display that portfolio, we did um, a website building workshop this summer as well. And so that was um, a second pillar. And then just sort of that personal development piece, the piece that has often been harder to bring into a class without feeling like you're sacrificing the statistics you're supposed to be teaching, but it was really good in sort of this um, in this online world to share some of the things that had helped me think about whether I should do grad school or the things that helped me think about my next career steps that I kind of wanted to pay forward to other people who were going through those same questions and those same struggles. So that was kind of the, the idea was we wanted to curate things in those three areas and then have people do as much or as little made sense for them. And whether it was just poking a toe in here and there and just to feel connected, that was a win. Or if there were folks who came to every event, chatted to us, took on leadership roles, that was a win as well. But just any, any way to get what you needed and feel connected was, was the outcome that I most cared about. That's nice. Uh, we actually were both part of that yeah. program last year. <laughs> and uh, Were you think... lurkers or were you goers? <laughs> <laughs> I, I a little bit a little bit of both for me. I I, I was Perfect. really like keen on it in the first few weeks. I know that you guys did post something every week on a Tuesday or something. Yeah, else. we had um. Oh, I tried to uh, piggyback on the tidy Tuesday idea and do yeah, get together. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I found those like a lot of fun. Oh, cool. I, I read them every week, but sometimes it's just like a lot of <laughs> things I have to read. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> But it was fun the whole time. Mm -hmm. I was I was having a good time. I I actually met someone who was taking the same course as me, so well, that was fun. Yes. All right. Those are both wins in my book for sure. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Dodie. Definitely. And what about Kimlin? 
Oh, okay. I, I was a lurker, so I didn't do too much, but I think it was a great initiative. I think it didn't work for me as well because I guess I needed more like motivation. I guess with the pandemic and everything going on, going on, I was like kind of lazy. But be gentle <laughs> with yourself. Yeah, there was a lot going on for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so I think one thing that I love both your answers because I found so many times where I've been on either extreme with being online because you know as a faculty member, I'm still a learner. I'm still learning about new things all the time. So I'm at lots of conferences or seminars. And there's been some days where like a breakout room is the best thing. I needed that social interaction. It was so much fun. But there's been other days when someone's like, and now we're going to breakout rooms. And I'm like leaving the meeting. I'm like, I can't, can't even with this today. And, or I'll like, I'll watch the recording. I just can't do these other things. So that was really an intentional, intentional thing is that lurkers were welcome and as welcome as folks who wanted to be joining or doing things that it was that freedom and that flexibility which I guess in some ways was good training for all that flexibility I'm trying to think about better in my courses so I think ISSC sneakily taught the faculty involved a lot about how we wanted to trial things in our own teaching um, and hopefully made us better at zoom but I still always leave myself on mute that's it for today and as always wash your hands Stay hydrated, stay active, love yourself, and most importantly, tune in to our Listen, Talk, Heal podcast.